Uh, welcome to another quarantine episode. We don't have too, too much to talk about today, but at the end of the episode, we're going to be talking about Nazim Malik. Very excited to talk about, honestly. <laughs> I love that every week you introduce the movie, then you say, and I'm very excited to talk about it, just in case anyone has forgotten <laughs> that you're excited to talk. <laughs> I'm, I love talking about movies, and I, and I hope everybody out there is watching them with us. I, I, I feel like we haven't picked, like, a big, like, bad movie in a while. Not since Adam, no. But some things have happened, and we got to get to it. So I guess first we can talk about how Star Trek is truly the gayest thing out there. Oh, right. I forgot about this. Yeah, so Star Trek Discovery, which is the TV show spinoff with like Anthony Rapp and uh, Wilson Cruz, just cast uh, its first trans and non-binary characters, plural. Yeah. Right, one trans and one non-binary. Yeah, so first off, we have Blue DeBario, who will be playing the role of Adrena, <laughs> maybe? A hyper-intelligent non-binary teenager. So, all here for it. Are they actually a teenager? Or is it one of yeah. those, like, 27-year-old playing a teenager things? Teenager, teenager. Oh, great. And the other person is Ian Alexander, who, if you watched the OA, has already kind of, like, broken into the entertainment scene. They're also joining season three as Gray, who is a would-be thrill host. I don't know what that is. I don't know what that um, means, But yeah. it says... In the Star Trek universe, a thrill, or the thrill, oh, the trill, oh, the trill. The trill are some are a symbolic species, always involving, always living in pairs. The humanoid form played by Ian Alexander is the host for another far older form of alien life. Mm-hmm. The pairs share memories and personality traits when they're reunited. So I guess there's some sci-fi elements to this, but very happy for both of them. And we love Star Trek. Yeah, it's interesting. That feels like an interesting way to like do a trans character. Because I'm sure there will be something about like the whole gender thing of like them reuniting. That would be really interesting. And this is not the first time that they've, that Star Trek has kind of branched out into the LGBT community because they had their first kiss in this series too between Anthony and Wilson. And then Wilson tweeted about it and said, I couldn't be more excited or proud for these two new loves of my life if I tried. We are family, hashtag LGBTQ, hashtag representation matters, all bunch of pride emojis, and then said, love you so much. Is Wilson Cruz a member of the LGBTQ community? I think so. Wilson, I mean, Wilson Cruz was angel in rent. So like, I, like, maybe? Probably, let's Google it. Yeah, he's gay. Oh, perfect. And apparently on Star Trek, he plays a gay Latino doctor. Oh, cool. We love this. We love seeing LGBT representation and then they're like badasses. Yeah. So we have that going on. And then, I mean, we should talk about the elephant in the room, which is the happiest season pictures that came out. Yeah. Again, every week you refer to something as the elephant in the room. <laughs> yes. Okay. If you're going to call me out every time, <laughs> I'm just going to keep doing it. This we were asked to talk about by multiple listeners actually who DM'd us on Instagram who have a question for you, Jay. Okay. How do you, so I guess it's not so much of a, of a question necessarily, but a lot of our 
listeners are upset that Mackenzie is not the one with the bleached hair and that it's Kristen. And I get it because I assume maybe in the movie Mackenzie and Allison Brie are supposed to be sisters, maybe. And and Mackenzie is maybe the closeted one, I assume. Yeah, she is. So I'm like, okay, like, yes, I get it. But I do kind of miss her, her lighter hair. Does she usually have bleached hair? Why are people upset about this? I don't understand. I don't know. I mean, her hair, I mean, her hair in San Junipero was not this dark. Yeah, it's just red. So, like, I guess my question for you is, like, Mackenzie Davis with, like, bleached blonde hair, is that attractive? I don't know, because I've never seen it. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, yes, she has bleached her hair. She did it for that Terminator movie. Oh, let me look. Oh, Oh, that's not really bleached. It seems that maybe her hair color is naturally blonde. I think she's naturally a brunette looking at these Terminator pictures. So, I guess, is she more attractive as a blonde or a brunette? Well, I don't think she's attractive in Terminator just because I don't like short hair. That's fair. Yeah, her natural hair color is dark because every picture of her blonde has dark roots. Uh, But we're super excited for Happiest Season. And I didn't realize, and I'm sure you've told me this before, but I didn't realize that Mary Holland co-wrote it. Okay, I've just found some the most horrible thing I've ever seen. Oh no, what is and it? I'm, send- I'm sending it to you. Oh no. I don't know why this exists. I... You know, you could have asked me what you were saying. <laughs> you could have asked me to guess, and I never would have pictured this. For everybody listening, it is a picture of Mackenzie, as I can only describe as maybe cosplaying as Sarah Paulson from Freak Show. Oh, this seems to be something that people make on the internet, is like celebrities as conjoined twins. Because I clicked on what? it, and there are a lot of them. What? What subsect of the internet did you find yourself in? I don't know, but this was like the 10th thing that came up when I searched Mackenzie Davis. It's literally on the first page of Google results. That's in... uh, Well, I hate it. (laughs) Me too. There's a... Oh my God. There's a whole subsect on... It's on DeviantArt. Oh, you can fall into some deep holes on DeviantArt. I've seen some pretty fucked up Harry Potter uh, like fan drawings on there. This one is called Legs, and it's just celebrities with multiple legs. Multiple sets of legs, I should say. Most people I mean, with multiple legs. I'm not here to kink shame, but, like, I don't, I don't, I, uh, I've never been confronted with something like this before. <laughs> yeah, me neither. What kind of celebrities are they? Is all it just, like, them. everybody? Yeah. Whoa. It's all female celebrities. So it's definitely a sex thing. Ugh. I don't know how I feel about this. Okay, here's a really bad one. Do you know who Irina Drate is? No. Okay, I'm going to send you this picture. Oh, I hate that. Yeah, it's Oh, horrible. I hate it. Oh, I hate it. Oh, I can't stop looking at it. Yeah, it's awful. At first I was like, damn, she has an ass. And then I was like, nope, that's just her other leg. That's just her third leg. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't like yeah. it. So I'm not sure what this is. I'm, don't go on DeviantArt, everyone. Yeah, I'm going to give it a solid zero out of ten. But I didn't know Mary Holland was co-writing it. Yeah. Has she written stuff before? I think I she seen? started as a writer. I think she's one of those, like, writer, comedy writers turned actors. Damn. 
Mary Holland is, you can put her on the list of people from Veep whose name I always forget. Yeah. And so when, when I opened up the IMDb the other day, I was like, Mary Holland, who's that? And then I was like, oh my God, she's from Veep. Oh, I guess she hasn't written I mean, anything before. She's just a comedian. She's been on a lot of TV, but she hasn't really done a lot of movies. Wow. Well, good for her, honestly. Is she gay? I don't think so. She did do something, Sequester Undercover Mini. I don't know what that is. She played the lemon, but all of, all the donations for her participation went to the Black Trans Travel Fund. Oh, shit. Love that. Yeah, I can't tell if she's gay from her Instagram. I guess either way, it's still being written by two women and then directed by Clea Duvall. And I, I, I don't think I really realized what this movie would be. And when the pictures started coming out, I was like, fuck, this, this is going to be amazing. And I know we, like you and I have briefly talked about like movie theaters reopening and how much we miss it and stuff. And I was like, there isn't really a movie coming out that I would risk going to a theater to see. But I think this is on that list. Yeah. Well, the good thing is it doesn't come out until December. So maybe. Oh, doesn't it come out in November? I thought it came out on Christmas. Thanksgiving. November 25th. So I guess the day before Thanksgiving. Oh, I'm thinking of the prom comes out on Christmas. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I'm excited though. I I mean, we love Anna Gasteyer. We love Aubrey Plaza. We love- Anna uh, Gasteyer's in it? Yes. As who? It doesn't say. There's so many people. Um, uh, Michelle, oh my gosh, I can't say her last name. B-U-T-E-A-U. Buto. Mary Stenberg is in it. Steenbergen. Steenbergen, Victor Garber. Isn't Victor Garber gay? He is, yeah. And I'm sure that we'll be tracking this movie as it gets closer. And I feel like a trailer is probably lurking out there somewhere and it's going to be dropped soon. Yeah, now that there are pictures, I would assume a trailer is next. Watch it come out today, Monday, and we aren't able to talk about it. Yeah, of course. That always <laughs> happens. That's what happened with Niecy Nash. Um, and the Boys in the Band will. trailer. Yes, truly. Oh my God, the Boys in the Band trailer, by the way. I realized after watching the trailer that I've never seen the original movie and have only ever seen that, I guess, revival, you could call it, or like Broadway premiere, maybe. Yeah, it, um, mean, it won Best Revival, so we can call it a revival. In watching the trailer, I was like, oh, this is a remake of the original movie. Like the set looks relatively similar, at least from what I've seen from like pictures and things like that. But then because I didn't know a lot about the original movie, I did what anybody would do and go to the trivia on the original movie's IMDb page. And I didn't realize, and it's just me being naive to the subject, I guess, like how meaningful that original movie was. Yeah. And there were just like pages and pages of, of like, this was this actor's first movie. And then like these five actors, unfortunately, like passed during the AIDS epidemic after the movie came out. I guess I, it just, like, made me realize the gravity of, like, what this movie means to so many people. As opposed to, like, when we saw it on Broadway, I was like, oh, this is just, like, a fun play with all of my, like, hot celebrity, like, wants. It made me really excited for it. I'm, I'm into it. I hope it does well, and I'm sure that we'll talk about it when it comes out at the end of the month. I'm sure it will do well, because it's Ryan Murphy. It's, it's Netflix, well, was, right? Yeah, I was reading an article about it and they were like, oh, the boys in the band and the prom are the newest installments in Ryan Murphy's like huge deal with Netflix after the success of The Politician and Hollywood. And that phrase got me because I was like, both of those shows like were not 
successes in my mind. I would say the politician like, was. I, I, I like would, I guess I would say that like people do watch it, but like at the same time, I'm like, it's bad. And it didn't really like get a second season. That thing happened where they like bought a certain amount of episodes. So then they like divided the episodes up. Do you know what I'm talking about? No. Netflix will do that thing. They do it with Queer Eye a lot where there'll be like, okay, Queer Eye, we're going to give you 15 episodes. And then they'll be like, okay, well, we're going to do six. And then we're going to save the rest of the episodes for later and call that another season. Hmm. And so I'm like, the politician didn't like get renewed for a second season because it's good. It like had more episodes. So, so basically I'm, it was that, picked up. Basically you're saying it was picked up for two seasons. Yeah. Like, uh, like from jump. Gotcha. Um, so I'm like, oh, I don't really know how to like gauge its success because I, I know people, everybody kind of like knows what it is, but I don't really know anybody else that has like sat down and like watched it. Oh, I know a lot of people who have watched The Politician. Really? Oh, yeah. well, that makes me a little happy then. I don't know anyone who's know, watched Hollywood, but everyone I know has watched The Politician. That's true. I know people who watched the first episode of Hollywood and then did not go forward with it. I also, I had a friend on a politician, so maybe the people I know who watched it just watched it for them, but all, like, every, every, everyone I know has seen it. I mean, I love that. I mean, at the end of season two, I was ready for season three. But it's definitely one of those, it kind of fills the void that Glee had, where it's just like a wild fucking show. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious. I'm I'm I I'm kind of more excited for when Janet Mock's huge deal with Netflix comes up, and yeah. I want to see the stuff that she turns out. Yeah, which probably won't happen for a long time. But yeah, another thing, just like totally shifting gears, that I need to talk about is okay. I watched Mulan last night, right? And. I, and so I text you during it and I was like, SOS, Mulan has a girlfriend and they almost kissed. And I have to explain what happened. Yeah, <laughs> because I didn't I believe that, you. Yeah, I'm, I'm also assuming that you're not going to watch it. I'm so if you're, if you're out there and you're like, oh, fuck, my to-do list today was to watch Mulan. Just like skip past this part real quick because I'm going to ruin like a big part of the movie. So have you seen the trailer? No. Okay, so they introduce a new villain along with uh, the, like, bad guys. And she's this, like, beautiful witch who has the power to turn into this, like, raven. And she's this, like, badass who works with the bad guys. And throughout the movie, her and Mulan kind of go head-to-head, and she's kind of Mulan's match. Like, they really set Mulan up to be, like, the best fucking fighter in that that there is and they're like okay Mulan we're gonna give you this like mystical raven witch to go up against and in the movie they really play into uh Mulan wears a binder and Mulan like as soon as she changes her name to I think it's Fa Mulan no that's her that's her name her boy name they like she's very I would say that there's more like attention put on to the fact that she has become that she has like become a guy to be in the military as opposed to the Disney movie where it's a little more tongue-in-cheek where it's like a little bit more drag and there's this big climactic scene where it's just Mulan and the witch and they're going at it and the witch throws a dart like a like a sharp sword 
like dart, a throwing dart, a at Mulan, and it hits her. Yes, and it hits her binder, and you think that she's dead. And then the narrator comes over and is like, um, "So and so, like the boy name, did die that day, but who was born was like Mulan." And she like comes into herself, and the witch explains to Mulan that she's like really mad that Mulan is so afraid of her like true identity and she's like living this huge lie and all of this stuff and she's like I want you to fight as a woman and convinces Mulan to like shed her disguise and like go back into battle as a woman and which is just straight up not what happens in the originally Disney movie and so she leaves Mulan Mulan kind of like comes to her senses and like disrobes goes back saves the day kind of and the military get rid of her because they they're like you lied to us you're a woman blah 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 mulan ends up coming back and saving the day i'm promise i'm getting there so this big scene happens where mulan is about to die like somebody's about to shoot an arrow at mulan and it's about to like all be over and the witch realizes that she has come into her true self and decides to save mulan and she turns into a raven and flies in front of the arrow and she herself gets stabbed by it and falls into Mulan's arms and turns back into a woman. So it's this like witch woman who has helped Mulan dying in Mulan's arms and they're like this far away from each other. And I clutched the couch and was like, they're about to kiss. Like they're, they're going to kiss. I, you could not convince me that they were not going to kiss. And the witch was talking about how proud she was of Mulan and how like excited she was and how she thinks that Mulan is going to go on to like do all of these great things. And then she dies and it sets Mulan off into this new energized uh, mindset. And it ends up helping her conquer and like save the day and everything. And I will say that I texted you that she had a girlfriend before the witch died. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But I have never seen anything hotter in a Disney movie. Like, I, I, I'm i going to send you just, like, the clip of when, they're, when I think that they're about to kiss. And it's, like, they're literally, like, five inches apart from each other. And it, it was so hot. But they, so That's they don't it. kiss. They don't. And they're not, they're not explicitly in love. So I definitely was wrong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but I... I don't know. I, it was just something about like Mulan and Once Upon a Time, the TV show is actively in, in like, is G-A-Y gay? Yeah. And so I was like, maybe they're going to do it for the movie. Like maybe they're going to like incorporate this into the character and just nobody knows because the movie just came out. Uh, and then that wasn't the case. Well, I think they might've done that if it was always going to be on Disney Plus, but I think for like a Disney mainstream release, like it was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. it also has happen. i assume a huge market in a lot of countries that are like no go yeah on the gay thing um so i understand i don't know if even the intention was to make those two people gay but in my mind they were in love great so speaking of women in love oh good segue thank you so i'm gonna drop in here a voice memo that i sent you on monday which I can also just play for us now. Niecy Nash just got married to a woman! <laughs> <laughs> it's 
it's even funnier the second time. When you sent that, I didn't believe you. Yeah. Like, not even gonna lie. I, I was like, no, she didn't. And then Googled Nisi Nash and was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> so her wife, for anyone who somehow missed this, like, major news story, Nisi Nash, if you don't know who she is, she's the star of Scream Queens um, and other shows. <laughs> and she... Yeah. She has been married to two men in the past and she and her second husband got divorced like a year ago. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe or maybe not. <laughs> um she and her last husband got divorced, yeah, in 2020. Um maybe they separated earlier but they got divorced. They separated in October 2019 and the divorce was finalized on March 10th, 2020. Um, oh, okay. So then, randomly, on Monday, Nisi Nash is like, I got married to a woman and her name's Jessica Betts. Surprise. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what happened, though. <laughs> yeah. And I didn't know she was seeing anybody. I didn't, like, she, granted, she's also not on my radar necessarily, but I, 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 this was really out of the blue. I think even for people whose radar she is on, like, she's on my, I follow her on Instagram, I follow her on Twitter, and, like, she had never posted, like, anything about this woman, or I think she had posted, I think people found out that she had posted about her, but, like, as a friend, because they've known each other for a long time. Ooh, that's hot. And they've been friends for a long time. Um, and... I think since like 2016 they've been friends and then I guess they just like fell in love at some point in the past and she left her husband for her. Well, their wedding was beautiful. Their wedding was beautiful. The more pictures they share, the more I'm mad that I wasn't invited. My favorite thing that you sent me was that maybe their wedding song is Shallow from A Star Is Born. Yeah, it was, I think it was their first dance was Shallow, which I was like, I, wa- I saw the video and I was like, I wonder what song they're dancing to. And I turned my sound on and I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I, when you sent it to me, I was like, what could this possibly be? And that, yet again, I never could have expected that that's yeah. what it was. I also would never go to a lesbian wedding and be like, oh, you know what song I bet they're going to play? Shallow, Shallow from A Star Is Born. <laughs> they looked beautiful. It looks like they they both had a lovely time. I low-key wish that we, like, knew that Nishi Nash was gay. I think that she's would have been gay, really cool. She's not gay. She's bisexual. Had you, had, was she open before about that before no. the wedding? I, like, I wish we knew about that, but at the same time, I don't know her. I don't know her situation or her relationship. So, like, I don't want to pass judgment on her. And I I hope that we see a lot more from her. Yeah, I hope she now, I hope she goes, like, full out and is now really involved in, like, queer issues. Well, her next project, which apparently has been completed, is a Netflix movie written by Lena Waithe. Oh, God. Uh, that stars <laughs> That stars Sharon Stone. And Nisi Nash. So oh. I, 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 it's called Beauty. It says, the story of Beauty, an up-and-coming young singer with a glamorous career ahead of her, and Jasmine, a butch queer woman who falls for her best friend, Beauty. So is Sharon Stone the butch queer woman? I, uh, no. Apparently, Beauty, okay, so Beauty is Grace Marie Bradley, 
whoever the butch queer woman is, do we know her name? Jasmine. Okay, who's playing Jasmine? Okay, Jasmine is being, being played by, well, she's in an episode of Instinct with Alan Cumming. <laughs> um, oh, great. But her name is maybe Elise Shannon. I'm going to text it to you. Yeah, I would say Elise Shannon. Yeah, this is, this is what she looks like. I wish you hadn't texted me because now I'm looking at this picture of this one with three legs again. <laughs> Should I say that as your contact photo? No. <laughs> oh, okay, she's so, hot. Um, and then this is the actress who's playing Beauty. Oh, love. They're both hot. And, uh, and it's directed. Oh, great. It's directed by a man. Oh. I actually haven't seen anything that he's done before. He did Mother of George. I don't know what that is. Um, but his name is Andrew Dasimu. No, I never heard of him. Um, so I guess we have that to look forward to. I wonder who Nisi's going to play in it. Probably one of the moms. Oh, that would make sense. So I guess this is a start. Yeah. And she probably... And we have that to look forward to. She probably couldn't be like, I'm going to be in a bunch of gay movies when she was posing as straight. Yeah, for sure. Um, there's no release date for this movie, but it does say that it's completed and that it's coming to Netflix. So really, it could come tomorrow. Yeah, it could be any day. But so far, that's the only thing that ne- that's on Nisi's like, upcoming list besides, I guess they renewed Reno 911. It's coming back, yeah. Oh, cool. I think it's on uh, I mean, if anything, this just means that we should get a spinoff of her character from Scream Queens. Yeah. I would love like a wild cop drama following just her. <laughs> Yeah, that would be amazing. It's like her character got so much success after like discovering the murder, like the murderers. Yeah. And now has this like wild career as a detective and it's like traveling the country to solve all of these wild crimes. <laughs> Honestly, Ryan Murphy, get at me. I, I think that's a great idea. That's the way to bring <laughs> Screen Queens back for season three. Yep. I mean, Emma and Leah are busy with their babies. So yeah. I, I would watch it. Emma could do like cameos. Leah could be like Hannibal Lecter, where like Nisi's character goes and like goes to her for advice about serial killers. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, you know, I have this case, like, what would you have done? And then Leah's like, well, I would have, okay, like, I just want to put this out back out there into the world. And I know we've said it on the podcast before, but say what you will about Leah Michelle. She is very good on Scream Queens. She's very good on Scream Queens, especially season two. And so is Emma. Like that, like if, if Ryan Murphy was like, you know what, without, uh, like with all of the Emma and Leah drama in mind, I'm still renewing Scream Queens. I would be like, that's okay. I will still watch it. Yeah, me too. I mean, I'll still watch anything Leah's in. I don't care about the drama. <laughs> they make a happy new year too. And we're like, well, we'll be there. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, yeah. Um, I, I'm curious as to what will happen with Emma and Leah and Ryan. Um, but very happy for Nisi. Can't wait to see what happens next. Yeah. So now we should talk about Nas and Malik. Yes. I'll just say it. I didn't like it. Okay. So there were parts of it that I liked and appreciated. But at the end of the movie, I was like, that's it? Yeah, that's exactly how I felt, yeah. 
And I think I fucked myself over by reading the Hulu description of it because the Hulu mm-hmm. description of it is, let me pull it up. Oh, recent searches, Vita in Virginia. That's right. Um, <laughs> two closeted teens from Bedsty unwittingly find themselves in the crosshairs of the war on terror when surveillance footage of their secretive behavior is wildly misinterpreted in this smart indie comedy, which is not what the movie is. No, not at all. Not in any and then way. On, at least on my Hulu app, when you look at the genres, it's like action, comedy, yeah. romance, like all of these things, which is why I was like super hyped to watch it after we chose it last week. And it didn't really deliver 100% on any of those aspects. Well, I would say it delivered on romance. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I they the romance was really wonderful to see. I'm, I was a little more interested as to what happened when the characters, like, I feel like we left the characters off in the middle of a movie. Yeah. Like, they, they got called out for being gay, or not called out, but they were found out, and were about to have potentially huge confrontations with their families. And not only just in the Black community, but also in the Muslim community, that's never something that I've seen on screen before. Agreed. And I was like, okay, like, let's do it. I'm ready for these conversations. And then it just stopped. Yeah. I wish the movie had been like two hours longer, even though it would have been really long. <laughs> I still wish that yeah. I, that there was like way more that happened. Yeah. I, I, I think that they could have done with like two less selling montages where they were just yeah. like selling stuff on the street. Like there came a point where I was like, I got it. I got it. Even though you know I do love a good 24-hour movie. Yes. I do like the world that they built in the movie, but there were so many things that I didn't get, like them being caught in the crosshairs of the war on terror was something I never understood. Yeah. And I, I, I never really understood why the FBI was so interested in them. I... I also didn't really realize that FBI agents get, like, assigned neighborhoods. Me neither. That was new to me. I also thought that the, the, the FBI agent character was... I don't want to, like, pick it apart, but the scene where she pulls the gun on... I forget who, which, which on one Nas. of them she pulls the gun. On Nas. It goes away so quickly, and I'm like, I'm sorry, that was a huge deal. Like, this yeah. FBI agent just pulled a gun on a black Muslim kid in broad daylight and then was like, oh, yeah, no, JK. Yeah, yeah. I was like, where are, where are the consequences of this for anyone? Yeah, and also at no point, and I know that this is maybe my privilege speaking, but at no point were, was anybody like, what is this for? Why are you asking me these questions? Did something yes, happen? A lot Did of I do something that. wrong? Only when it got, like, too much. Like, from Jump, she was just kind of like, I'm just, like, getting to know the neighborhood and, like, asking these things. And then it was her, like curiosity in them was literally only peaked because she was like were you at their this guy's house or were you not like she was like there she was like um there are just some inconsistencies here and i want to know what's up and i was like nothing's up no one did anything wrong you literally just found these guys who decided not to buy a gun and that's it i would say i disagree with you about that because i think I mean, when she started questioning Nas, the first thing he said was like, why are you asking me these questions? Mm, yeah, and sure. he did like push back on her a lot. And then Dan pushed back on her a lot. And the reason, I mean, the reason she was like so interested in it is because the guy who tried to sell them the gun misrepresented 
their intentions. Like mm-hmm. he was like, they tried to buy a gun when really what happened was he tried to sell them a gun and they said no. Yes. Yeah, that's, yeah, you're right. I really did like the scene where they go to Dan and he kind of puts it all together and they're like, or right before that, when they're like, it, like, how do you feel about being like gay people? Like, is like, what do you think? And he basically is like, nope, not about it. And then he comes back and is like, you guys gay? And they admit it to him. I, I wish that that scene was like 15 to 20 minutes longer. Yeah. Same with the scene with Nas's sister. Oh, absolutely. At the end where she's like, you're not my brother. Yeah. Absolutely. I was, I thought that she was going to be a bigger part of the movie since she was like in the first scene with him. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree though. I could have used a lot more, but then at the same time, it was such a slow, like, I feel like this is one of those movies that you and I would have seen at the IFC center and walked out and been like, so what are you doing for the rest of the day? Yeah. The representation was nice. I also am not incredibly familiar with that community at all. So it was nice seeing it on screen. I also don't think that I realized that the FBI was so involved in it because there was that scene where they go and they're praying and the leader of the prayer is like, oh, if any of you are in the FBI, like, welcome. And we hope that you gain something from this experience. And I I, I think that's something that I was super naive to and didn't realize that their community was in- infiltrated by the FBI that much. Yeah, that I did know about. But I did think it was cool that I've never, like, seen a Muslim service on screen. A hundred percent. I've seen obviously Muslim characters praying on the screen, but right. never in, in this capacity. Yeah. Never like uh, in a group in a mosque. And this, and the filming of them praying was actually kind of beautiful. I thought all the cinematography was beautiful. Absolutely. I, it low key maybe want to move to Brooklyn. <laughs> But then there was that line that was like, we're making, people are making Brooklyn look like Manhattan because everybody wants to live in Manhattan. And I was like, that's kind of, I guess that's kind of (laughs) true. I don't know about the everybody wanting to live in Manhattan part, but the, uh, I say as somebody that lives in Manhattan, but, but you can definitely go to parts of Brooklyn and be like, oh, they're doing construction here. I thought it was like a, a fine movie. I'll probably never watch it again. The two of them were really good in it. Yeah, they were amazing. I loved them as a couple. And I thought that their relationship was really complex. And I, I loved the scene where they, where the FBI agent asks if they're boyfriends. Yeah. And Malik is like, no, well, I guess, yeah. uh, It just, it was so sweet. And the, the part on the subway where he like gives his hat to the kid and they get into the fight about it but then like minutes later they're just like laughing at each other and fooling around yeah i it was so it was so sweet and gentle i guess i just wish it went twice as far i'm not sorry that i watched it me neither Um, i'm glad i watched it yeah but it definitely wasn't my favorite thing that we've watched agreed what are we watching next week jay so next week we are returning to netflix with a movie called lingua franca or Lingua Franca. I'm going to read the description on YouTube. Lingua Franca is a love story between an undocumented transgender Filipina caregiver and a Russian Jewish slaughterhouse worker in Brooklyn, New York. The third feature from Isabel Sandoval, who wrote, directed, produced, edited, and stars. The film came from Ava DuVernay's Array and made its world premiere at Giornate degli Autori... 
Giornate Degli Autori Venice Days and was the first Filipino film in main competition at BFI London in its 63-year history. I watched the trailer and it looks very intense. I'm excited. It does look very intense. We're, we watched Wild Nights with Emily and then we were like, no more comedies. <laughs> <laughs> it's also only 89 minutes and we love a, a yeah, tight movie. Me too. I, get, I didn't realize that it came out this year. Yeah. It, the trailer was posted on YouTube on August 26th, so it's recent. Well, I'm excited. It looks, it looks really good. I never really like dramas as much as comedies. I'm more of a comedy person, but this one looks really good. Oh, shit. It has an 81 on Rotten Tomatoes. Wow. With a 62% audience score. Okay. Most of the reviews are like certified fresh. So can't wait. I guess that's it. I mean, not much, not much has been happening this week. Yeah, it was really just Niecy Nash. Yeah, there have been a lot of like sad, depressing things happening, but we're not here to talk about that. Yeah. I'm going to go add it to my list right now. As Good. everybody else should be doing as well. <laughs> yeah. There it is. Ooh, understated intimate drama. Ooh. Love I love an that. understated drama. Ooh, it also says Netflix is telling me that it's a 96% match for me. So oh, wow. get ready for me to come in next week saying the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, I guess that wraps it up and we'll, we'll talk to everybody next week. Yeah, we'll see you then. Bye. All right. Bye.